Hello and welcome back to Reading It Appears. My name is Gary O'Brien and this is a podcast where I get some of my very good friends on to chat about and discuss all kinds of movies. So joining me today, once again, it's David Scanlon. And he's here to talk about the 2021 installment in the James Bond franchise, No Time to Die. So stick around. We hope you enjoy. David, first of all, I just want to say thanks for coming back. Second week in a row. Um, You're a very busy man. You know, you've got a lot on your plate. You've got a packed agenda. Your calendar is full. Uh, So to come over here on a Sunday evening is very much appreciated. However, like I said, a very full itinerary. I just had a quick question, and again, it's okay to say no if you don't, but I was just wondering, did you either now or maybe soon in the future potentially possess, have within your grasp, some time to die? <laughs> yeah, I, I could die somewhere in the near future. Okay, but, uh, but right now? Not, not at the minute, no. You, you, no. you wouldn't have any no. time to... No time to no. die. No time to die? <laughs> no time to die. <laughs> oh, wait, that's out of the way. <laughs> I don't know. Is that gonna? That's gonna go in. Its oh, that's the going in the set. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think it sets it up nicely. That is good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. If people aren't sick, of, if people weren't sick of me before, they're sick of me now. <laughs> nah, that's great. No, I love it. <laughs> uh, it's it's gonna get to the stage where it's just gonna be me and you. Yeah. <laughs> two two clinically insane people. Yeah. Bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah. Is that what Joe Rogan does? <laughs> yeah. I thought that's how he yeah, got so popular. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's going to no, be called The Reeling and the David. <laughs> no, honestly, I'd like to be back to do another James Bond. The second... Oh, first, the second... So, no, sorry, did you... Oh, you. sorry, yeah. We need to... Course, this, yeah. It's the second part. It's the, it's the <laughs> part final... Two. It's the final chapter in... Oh, fuck, what's the name of it? David's 007 duology of Daniel Craig's dreary anthology. Oh, I love it. Part two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> electric Boogaloo. Um, no, actually, the, the one thing I do enjoy about this is we're reviewing a new movie. Mm-hmm. One that is just out in cinemas. Yeah. So, um, delighted to be there doing that. Um, the last one we did was A Quiet Place 2. Part two. Which is good fun. Part two, sorry, yeah. Uh, which is good fun, so delighted to get back into this with a kind of a look at the whole Daniel Craig yeah, yeah. series as well as where we see Bond going into the future actually that was one thing I meant to say I'd like to do a little bit on that at the end oh god yeah no, that'd, that'd, be, that'd be interesting uh, I, have the, I have the results from the Instagram oh, uh, question are we going to be calling, uh, calling any people out I don't think we're going to call people out but I'm going to be like oh here's some ideas yeah um, but what I just also thought was interesting is that we've on the podcast and I know not you specifically but at, like as episodes we've done the first uh, Pierce Brosnan one and the last yeah. Pierce Brosnan one yeah. and the first Danny Craig one and the last Danny oh Craig. Oh my like, god! Um, one definitely starts better than the other. no. Two of them start very strong. Yeah. Two of them end very differently. Yeah, exactly. Um, Absolutely. So what I plan to do is we won't give any spoilers away, and yeah. um, we'll just talk it in a general sense because, like you said, it's a new movie. People probably haven't seen it, uh, and then we'll do a, a spoiler section then to get into the nitty gritty. But I guess because we haven't talked, we went, first of all we went to a midnight screening of that it. That was such a great idea. Midnight. Yeah. Uh, so the longest James movie, uh, James Bond movie of two hours and forty six minutes. So we yeah. I got home at about because I dropped some people home I got home at about half three in the morning I got home at half three I don't, I don't think you did oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed with you <laughs> but um, yeah so it's, it's interesting because I've never gone to a midnight screening before so I think it slightly skewed my opinion on it and how I would say I maybe enjoyed the movie but I guess because we haven't talked about it so yeah. I just want to know what did you think of this? Uh, what did you think of this movie? And then we can get into what a bit what it's about afterwards. Yeah, uh, so I did enjoy it. Um, like, you know my scale of movies. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy this. Oh, no. Where, uh, where is it rank? So it's just below the top. Oh. So the one thing I would say is I I don't think I could recommend it to absolutely everybody. Okay. And I think the reason for that was, number one, the length. Yeah. And then number two, it does follow on from previous iterations of, or it, the previous 
uh, Daniel Craig Bonds so you would have had to have seen them all yeah uh, so that was the one thing it fell down on but everything else was was top quality obviously a little few things here and there that I kind of but you kind of you kind yeah, of yeah. Um, you kind of shave over them or whatever you you give them a little bit of a pass and stuff yeah. like that so um, but no it, really really enjoyable I think it's a good end especially like I was really really did not enjoy Spectre at all mm. I think was a real letdown. So this is obviously a nice way to cap off the Daniel Craig bonds. It's the Daniel Craig uh, good movie, bad movie, good movie, yeah. bad movie. Yeah, good it movie. really is a flow. And this is why they're probably like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't do it. Um, but no, like really, really enjoyable in terms of the direction. I I can't wait to see what this guy does again. Yeah. Uh, Kari Fukunaga. Uh, obviously a huge fan of the first season of True Detective and what was the other thing he did? I think he did Beast of No Nation. Beast of No Nation, yeah. Uh, he has this really cool kind of uh, filming style. Yeah. Um, everything feels kind of real, hyper-realistic if that makes sense. Like the cinematography is kind of real in comparison to say a, a um, Christopher Nolan or even a Steven Spielberg where things are kind of tinted. Um, then if you look at the cast, cast was really, really strong. I don't think there was kind of, I think, if I, if I was to be hypercritical I would say Rami Malek was a little bit of a letdown mm-hmm. but I think the reason for that was the character wasn't front and centre Yeah, he wasn't kind of too important to the plot mm-hmm. it was more about kind of Bond and the people uh, on this MI6 side of things um, and then yeah it's, it, it is just an enjoyable movie uh, less serious than say for example Skyfall yeah. and Casino Royale a little bit kind of more um what would you say lighter in terms of uh, the plot like it's it's less believable if yes. that makes sense um, but overall really did enjoy it even as midnight screening as you, yeah. you you saw how cranky I was going I was so in cranky. Uh, didn't get much of a nap beforehand but I actually it was your idea yeah I know it was a funny <laughs> idea it was a really bad idea but you know this, this is you don't believe you don't uh, go with every idea I give you <laughs> um, but what you call it yeah so I guess for me uh, this is my number one movie of the year and oh, I disagree okay. that I think you can recommend this to anyone I don't think you necessarily would have needed to see the other ones yeah. every all of the other ones I think if you you could I think you could pay, put it together yeah no no that's fair no actually the, the one thing that did give me um, a bit of kind of took me aback was uh, my dad went to see it my, actually my oh. family went to see it and my dad loved it yeah so like uh, that kind of surprised me because he's he's a grumpy old man. Like he, <laughs> this he, is the movie. He, 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 he hates everything. But yeah. he, lo- he loved this. So uh, that, that kind of taken me about. I love this movie, so yeah. I cannot stress it. And again, the, why I said that I didn't know if the midnight screening um it, it changed my opinion of it because I had so much fun at it because it was so fun to wake up having seen the movie before anyone else. Kind of the sense yeah. of just like oh my god, I, I saw James Bond last night. I loved it. I'm a big James Bond fan, and this movie ticked majority of yeah. all the boxes yeah. of a James Bond Absolutely, movie. Absolutely, yeah. And I think. What I enjoyed most about this movie was it is the best moders- modernization of the James Bond character yeah. like, that I've seen. Yeah. It's better, it, it, in terms of what the, 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 char- the essence of the character is, this movie literally took everything that was built upon in the Sean Connery and the Roger yeah. Moore ones and has brought it into current times, mm-hmm. which I don't think, because the Pierce Brosnan thinks did their own, did their yeah. own thing, Casino Royale kind of in its own way, yeah. Spectre attempted it and failed. This movie had the gadgets, the supporting cast of MI6, it had the cars, it had the women's, uh, women, the women's, <laughs> it had the puns, it had the wacky villains as well with the weird, it had literally every, it had the James Bond car, it just had everything James Bond in it and it, but yet it wasn't dated and that's what I loved so much about it because it's the most James Bond movie I think I've ever seen in the cinema yeah. and that's what I loved about it so, so much. Yeah, so I've actually, a funny point is that um, for anyone that listened to our last podcast on Casino Royale, 
um, pretty much everything we praise that <laughs> film for gets thrown out the window oh, here. Absolutely. And like, and I say that it doesn't mean that this is a bad movie. It just, it's just so different to that. And then the other thing is the way I've been describing this as well. And some people might take this as a bit of uh, negativity, but um, if Casino Royale is Batman Begins, Skyfall is The Dark Knight, then this is Dark Knight Rises. I would say it's a, it's a step above The Dark Knight yeah, Rises, yeah. but it's the same kind of idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. formula. Um, start super gritty yeah. and it's just... Batshit crazy. crazy. Batshit crazy. <laughs> Bond shit crazy. Bond shit crazy. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, and I think I think it's just such a, and it, what annoyed me so much about it was I was like this was a for my eyes just in terms of like the the plot and just the the sheer scale of everything it was such a fun adventure that that's why it was my favorite movie in the cinema this year because it just mm. completely just immerses you in the world of James Bond and what annoyed me about it was like fuck it we're gonna have to wait ages for the next yeah, one now it's really yeah. annoying and because I was looking back at some of the old ones and like uh the the first four came out year after year after year it was four years in a row there was yeah. four James Bond movies. And it's been so long since we had the last one. I was like, fuck me, I'd love a James Bond, like a James Bond mission movie yeah. every two every, years at yeah. Christmas or something exactly, like that. That would be yeah. such a good tradition. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was just like, that was the bummer in my head. I was like, fuck, we're going to be waiting ages for the next one. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's going to become the case now of like, who's going to be the next one? Who's yeah. going to get the directing job? This guy could get the direction job again, but I don't know if he wants to do it. I have, yeah. I've, I've we, been, we can talk about yeah. that later because I have an entire uh, so there's, section. So there's that. so much to kind of uh, organized before we even think yeah. about, even start filming so yeah um, absolutely um, so I guess okay for anyone that hasn't seen it what is this Jimothy Bond movie about if you can try some it up because it's okay. like I said it's a very long movie so. yeah there's a lot going on, on the, ba- uh, the bare bones of so it so it follows on from Spectre and Bond has retired from MI6 yeah. he's gone off with his missus um, can't remember her name Dr. Swan Madeline Swan Madeline Swan um, but then unfortunately something happens in Italy when he is visiting Vesper Lynn's grave and from there the two get split up and uh, it actually cuts to five years later yeah very similar to Avengers Endgame that was, and the that Dark Knight Rises and the Dark Knight Rises yeah <laughs> actually that was one thing that really surprised me is, is that they did that but um, and then Bond gets kind of thrust into an adventure where um MI6 uh, projects have been stolen by um, Spectre and then subsequently by another kind of villain that's kind of in the shadows and it's his job to kind of retain or try and destroy these um, this project and in the meantime there's a new 007 played by Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch. Uh, Did you look into no, any of those? Right, right, right. uh, which is, again, is really progressive. A woman, not only a woman, but a woman of colour, um, which is really cool. Um, and so they kind of butt heads. But, and then there's obviously a, a colourful cast of characters. Ralph Fiennes as M. Uh, ben Wishaw as Q. We have Naomi Harris as Moneypenny. We have uh, Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter. Um and so, yeah, it's kind of just an adventure on that. And then, obviously, uh, the big bad um, in Laying in the Shadows, played by uh, Rami Malek. Yes. So, I think I've got... I, th- I think I hit the whole cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there might be... Let me check my list. Uh, yeah. Well, Leah Sedeo plays Leah Sedeo, yeah. So, I forgot to mention uh, Who else we got here? Oh, Christoph Waltz is back as Blofeld. Yeah, he's kind of... Yeah, kind of cameo character, yeah. yeah. Apparently, yeah. they wanted to keep that secret, but he kept getting spotted on set. Yeah. He kept yeah. going outside, and they were like, stop! <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah. and they had to just announce yeah. he was in it um, oh Billy Magnuson is Logan Ash yeah 
Anna de Armas? Yeah. As pa- Paloma? Well, like, I was going to have a bit on that because oh, that was one of my favourite bits. I know. I thought, yeah. I've, anyway, I've lost. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the idea. I don't want to, again, I don't want to uh, any spoilers to that. There's kind of twists and turns yeah. and everything kind of goes on. So, um, But that's kind of the vague story, the vague yeah. plot. Um, so, I don't know. Do you want to talk spoilers or, we, or is there anything else we can say pre spoiler? Um, is there anything else? Hold on, sorry. I have some notes here. Let me see. Okay, so the could be a hangover from Spectre, um, but I don't know how I felt. No, sorry. I didn't really feel the relationship between Bond and yeah, yeah, Madden yeah. Swan didn't work at start. But as the movie goes, as the movie goes on and progresses, I feel like that relationship kind of builds up better, mm-hmm. uh, and it feels a little bit more realistic. Whereas I feel at the start it was kind of a little bit forced. But again, I feel like that's a hangover from Spectre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, so. yeah. So I suppose a kind of a non-spoilery thing is um, the action because you compare. I, I, again, I, I think it's fair to kind of compare it against Casino Royale. Yeah. Uh, just again, we spoke about it last week, but like the action between the two are just so different. When yeah. you consider what was the most, well, I suppose you've got like the Venice scene in, in Casino Royale, yeah. and I know you were talking about like that. That the least that 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 struck out of that movie yeah. the most. Whereas like that's probably the most More similar scene to this, this movie. Way, exactly. Yeah. Um, so like they're they're infiltrating bases they're uh, breaking up or they're kind of infiltrating parties and stuff like that and a lot of it is just like one shot kills yes uh, which again it works for this and because there's like uh, hordes of like bad guys com- all, coming all the time it, it makes sense yeah Um, but no like I, I really enjoyed it like and every action scene is different as well like there's a bit in Italy which is really really different to a bit in, in Norway yeah yeah there's the bit in the base which is so different to say um the, the two previous bits so yeah. it, like that is the that is another thing that I do like about Kari Fukunaga and again I don't think he is you know uh, he, he isn't really kind of based in, in action direction but I'd say he probably took on a lot of information from say MGM or like the producers yeah. that like previously worked on Bond movies um, and then as I as if you want to compare it to previous Bond or previous Daniel Craig Bonds I think the action in this is far better than, yes. than Spectre yeah very, very. I'd probably say on a par with um, uh, Skyfall, but I feel like Skyfall. That's a different type of action. It's movie. so stylish. Yeah, like the yeah. cinematography, I think, in that movie kind of takes over, and it is beautiful. But it, action kind of takes a backseat to what what is beautiful, beautifully, yeah. um, beautifully shot movie. Yeah. Um, and then as we as we mentioned last week, like Casino Royale is kind of an outlier in terms of yeah. the action because it's so different. Very, as you say, very similar to that Venice yeah. scene. But no, it, it is enjoyable. It keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Um, we see Bond in, in so many different kind of um situations and stuff like that, which keeps 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 the movie on its or keeps the movie running on on a at a high tempo. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of um, I suppose things that are different from the first one or the last one. Yeah. Um, Mr. Daniel Craig's just general portrayal of the role, mm. I think, definitely changes yeah. from the first one to the last one. Absolutely. Yeah. We see him at the start, and he's he. As he he kind of says uh, towards the middle of um, Casino Royale, his his armor is slightly come down. Yeah. And uh, when we meet him first, and then something happens, and that comes straight back up, and he's he's back to his untrusting, you know, um, insular kind of character, which we we've gained we've uh, learned to kind of enjoy, um, but definitely like we see throughout this, he meets different people along his path who help him and hinder him in different ways and we can see him he's so conflicted throughout which is interesting um but i think towards the end we see he has he almost has come full circle yeah. as, as a character 
which again is strange to see strange to see because we're so used to even if you want to go back as far as Pierce Brosnan like that character just seems so the same throughout if that makes sense yes he just he's just the same guy yeah, doing well, the same yeah, 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 I, I could see I could see yeah, I don't, the I don't, terrored look in yeah. your eye of like I hope he doesn't I, kick me I, out I was gonna I was gonna say Timothy Dalton but he didn't get much of a run no and then, like, no but it, it's different because this this Bond did something di- different where it had an arc mm-hmm. or, 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 across all five movies he started off as one person and ended as a different person because and every movie changed who he was slightly yeah. so I think that it's it's fair to say whereas the, the Pierce Brosnan James Bond was just very much like okay well here's the James Bond in this scenario yeah. and here's the James Bond exactly. there's no arc there's no growth but that's kind of something that me and you nearly wanted in a lot of James mm-hmm. Bond uh, from the, after um, seeing a lot of the Daniel Craig ones because he was always there was always somebody's yeah. mother or like there was always connectiveness yeah. and it felt like they were just really just trying to again link everything and it was just like why just have James Bond go on a full yeah. mission, mission but this movie taught it's, us that you can do that do, do you both. can do both yeah. and I think that's definitely changed how we think of the yeah. character um, I know Daniel Craig was talking about you know how he's enjoyed playing the character in the sense that he, like I said there was that arc but also you know he's a character with flaws and how as the movies go on he tries to address those but also it's quite important because the people around him help that Yeah. Uh, and I think this movie does a phenomenal job of having a James Bond movie be all about James Bond but yet the people around him yeah. are f- the cast are phenomenal no one steals the show yeah. but everyone contributes in the correct way and yeah. it's phenomenal and this is why I applaud uh, Kerry Fukunaga I haven't seen too much of his stuff but to be able to manage this cast so they all get time to shine and you could, I literally have great points to say about all of them um, even someone like Billy Magnuson what the fuck was he doing in this movie why was he good yeah. what, exactly what he was asked oh, to know, do yeah. um, we could talk about a bit of that in spoilers but I think one of the cool things about this Bond was um, one of the Bond, one of the most well-known James Bond traits is he's a womanizer. Yeah. But yes, when you look at this movie and Daniel Craig's James Bond, he is his entire. There's a there's a scene where kind of all of his support system are in a room, like all the people he trusts, and it's funny to see the majority of them are women. Yeah. So it's funny that this James Bond, although being a womanizer, has actually been able to surround himself with these sort of strong female characters that he's not trying to sleep with yeah. but yet are like there to help him yeah. and I just think that's so interesting because that's not something we would have seen in any of the other James Bond movies absolutely and just to go on from that Kerry Fukunaga another movie that he did was It so he's he well it. it no what did he do he did It did what <laughs> that you know It no you got to well I don't know you didn't say what he did <laughs> the clown movie <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Penny, Penny Who's on first? Penny, Penny wise. No, oh, it's like, chapter one. It's chapter one, exactly. Yeah. But like in that, he had to balance characters. I feel that's true. That's very true. Yeah. So I feel like he had he had a. But that movie. was the case of like everyone got. He was sharing that. Yeah. Equally, whereas with this movie, this it's like it's a James Bond movie. Because I think that's a bit where everyone heard there was going to be a female 007 and I was like, oh, she's here to take like the Daniel Craig yeah. franchise away from her. But it's like it's it's phenomenal what they do with the character because if there's such an equal respect between the 007, uh, Lashana Lynch's 007 and Daniel Craig's 007 whereas because Daniel Craig is retired but she's the new 007 mm. and it's like he's threatened by her because she's the shiny new thing he's doing you know who's doing the job that he used to do but she's threatened by him because he it used, used to be his number so she needs to live up to his standards yeah. um, so they, they, and they support each other for the whole movie and there's, a, like, there's a bit of you know head, yeah, they go head, a bit of head to head, head. Yeah. Like, that's what you expect with absolutely yeah characters. two alpha males in the room like they're gonna butt heads every once in a while I think now is the time like, we're, yeah, we're, well, kinda, we're, we're bouncing around yeah we're it. bouncing around but 
like I guess the one thing I I I'd say to to end the spoiler section is, um, what did you think of like as a send off for Daniel Craig and this and this sort of portrayal of Bond? Yeah, well worth it. Um, so actually, <laughs> one day I um I I was checking up on Omniplex there today. This movie's on twelve times. In one I day. saw that it sold it all today. It's like it's crazy. Yeah. It's on so much. Um, but no, absolutely, it is it is a lovely send off for for Daniel Craig. Um, after what happened with Spectre, I don't think he enjoyed that at all. Um, was it Skyfall or Spectre? Yeah, miserable time. No, I think it was Spectre. Was it Spectre he said yeah. he wanted the slit. I thought that was Skyfall. Maybe it was Spectre. It makes sense for Spectre because I know he got really yeah. badly injured. Yeah, for Spectre. Yeah, he did that thing with Dave Bautista where he's. His oh, there was that, but he broke his ankle. Yeah, and so there was something where apparently uh, his wife Rachel Vice was like, "I don't want him to do it because he's just in pain all the time, yeah. and I don't want to have to see that." And you're like, yeah. "Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, dark." Yeah, which uh, but look, uh, with with the way the movie is gone, it's it's. Well, you you have it there that the amount of release dates it got like it's, oh, it's such a long time coming. Wait. It's had so you know it's had such a long run up and um like obviously he did he did press back in twenty twenty fifteen perspective no twenty twenty oh oh he did press in twenty nineteen he was on SNL yeah in February uh, yeah no twenty twenty before what COVID. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry. yeah, sorry. So for yeah, so he like literally he's been waiting. We've been waiting a year and a half for this. So he's been yeah, he did press. And we were waiting for it to come out, and obviously they had to delay it. Um, so it's been a long time coming, but no, I I do think it's it's a nice send off for him. He can kind of go off and do what he wants now. You know, he's obviously uh big in the Knives Out franchise now and stuff like that. But he, he seems to he seems to like play a more kind of colorful character. Yeah. Than uh James Bond um, or a different character than the typical kind of British uh you know male or whatever. So. Yeah, I'm like, I'm interested to see what he can do, yeah. but I think over the the five movies, I've enjoyed all of it, all a lot of it, mm. and uh, this was a, a nice a nice way to end it. Yeah, do you, what do you think that pink jacket he was wearing at the premiere? Uh, ridiculous. Well, I didn't mind it. It was grand. I think it was giving out with a pink jacket. A pink oh jacket. no, I'm not even really out about it. I just think it looked. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Wear a I just saw a lot of out. out no, crying. no. Yeah, but actually, just, he can do what he, he wants. He can do what he wants. <laughs> um, just quick note on um him being kind of less James Bondy characters. I was watching a lot of interviews because I was trying to just soak up as much information as I could. Kind of that wouldn't be just from the IMDb trivia section. Yeah. One of the things was he was like, "What's the what's the most common note you get told as James Bond?" And apparently, Carrie Fukunaga no director was like can you just stop joking around and be more James yeah, Bond apparently yeah. he's just a really fun guy oh, yeah. and they, 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 come on be more serious more but brooding but you see that with all his other roles like one of the movies we love was uh, Logan, Logan Lucky, Lucky. Like I, that, I, I think Castle I think that's one of the most underrated movies the last 10 yeah. years like I just don't think that movie's got enough love yeah. uh, him in, in Knives Out like, some of the bits in that is just oh, a laugh out the dumb love yeah. <laughs> or the bit where he's in the car listening to the music oh, everything's yeah. happening behind him like it's but, so funny and again I th- we could talk for hours on this oh, I could talk for hours on James Bond but I think it's kind of interesting because he's done the most I don't, I, I don't know what Roger Moore and Sean Connery yeah. did the ultimate were doing but yeah. I know what roughly what Pierce Brosnan was doing because I trawled through all his movies from you praise him I don't I was yeah. no but I was looking for other movies to do in both of Gary the there's a shrine over here what the Pierce Brosnan everyone's got one of those <laughs> but um, it's the case of I think Daniel Craig has been great in that he had his James Bond money and wrote like the the, the safety net of that yeah. but he's like right I'm just going to do batshit crazy stuff because I need to like keep it fun yeah, for me whereas like yeah. you know Pierce Brosnan just did other James Bond-esque yeah, roles like exactly. the Thomas Crown Affair yeah. and Mamma Mia Mamma Mia well that was after James Bond <laughs> but um okay right let's let's get into uh, do I have anything else support? yeah let's get into spoilers will we yeah super scary. oh god yeah hey everybody watch out it's spooky scary spoiler time <laughs> I 
I'm gonna get sued one of these times for all these music infringements. Um, anyway, right. So before we get into spoilers, I just you mentioned that the date changes. Yeah, because everyone's gone now. So let's just fucking all the people who are like don't want to know about it are gone now. Yeah. And if you're here now, welcome. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the spooky, scary noises? <laughs> DM me on Instagram. Let me know if it's still worth it. Um, so yeah, so the date changes. So. It was originally set for 2019 of November. Yeah. Then it moved to February 2020. And then it moved to April 2020. So the reason for those changes was... You remember Danny Boyle was supposed to direct this? Yeah, yeah. So that was to do with delays with Danny Boyle having the disagreements. So they, the yeah. filming got paused. And then... So that's why I have to keep... So that's why it moved to April 2020. So to think we actually could have got this in 2019 yeah. if Danny Boyle didn't left. However, much different movie. Yeah. So on the 4th of March then, it got delayed until the 12th of November in the, tw- uh, in the UK and the 25th of November uh, in the US. Yeah. Then on the 13th of June, uh, keep in mind it's in November, then it's now moved to um, April <laughs> April 2021. And then on January 2021, it's moved to October. And then in August, then they moved it back to September. So yeah. I, I, if I'm counting here right, I think it had about eight release dates. But it changed with the US and the UK a lot. Yeah. yeah. It was a batch. It was a crazy time. It is that movie that I'm sure... Um, actually that's the other thing this is Universal yes and no it, it's MGM but it's distributed by Universal because but no was that not really originally by Sony it used to be by Sony so what happened was MGM had a, had a deal with Sony to do the first three so the first uh, four no the first three and then Universal did the next two Okay. and the reason they were able to get so much money from Universal is because Skyfall made a billion dollars so they yeah. were like hey you're going to take us in for this but anyway Amazon's bought MGM so who knows what we're going to get now yeah because that kind of took me by surprise at the start when I saw Universal Oh, maybe no. This is the first Universal one because the la- this is the first because I read the trivia. It's the first James Bond, first Daniel Craig James Bond movie not to have the Columbia symbol. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. So that, that kind of took me by surprise. But again, this is yeah, as you say, this is a billion, not a billion dollars, not guaranteed a billion. But oh, this should make serious. This, it should make serious man. And yeah, like y- you can understand why they wanted to release it instead of like on a Disney oh, Plus I would have or fucking hated that. Yeah, I'm so glad exactly. I seen it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, it is an event and as we, as I mentioned before like 12 screenings in one day. Like That's people, outrageous, are, yeah. people are going to see I'd have going to see my cop shop. Uh, how am I going to see how am I going to see uh, uh, Malignant or that how am I going to see that Aretha Franklin movie that's just simply too long for me to care about. Um okay, right, we're in school. God, Gary, give her a bit of <laughs> consideration. <laughs> exactly. <yeah>. What you want? <laughs> Baby, I possess it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> maybe that's what I should do. Just put that instead of putting in like copyrighted songs, <laughs> I record my own discount versions. Um, right, okay. We, we, yeah, okay. So speaking of discount versions, I'm, I'm on a tangent here. We're not going to talk about the movie because no, yeah. you know the way we like to do the whole. Well, we steal it from another podcast. We, yeah. we listen to it about the whole no time to die. Yeah. We just I have a T-shirt that says there's simply not enough time for James Bond to die. Oh, he does die. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> James Bond. I, I was actually going to ask you. Do you want to just go up with the big spoiler uh, to start? Yeah, we go with the spoiler. What do you think about James Bond dying? Um. Yeah. So I think it's f- probably probably fair. So actually, I meant to like look that up. Um. Do you ever get that in a movie where a character is like almost invincible? Like they're almost not like invincible, but like they know, you know, they're not going to die. Yeah. And then it comes a stage where it's towards the end. Usually they're, they've just saved the day and then something bad happens. Yeah. And then they know they're going to have to make the, the greatest sacrifice yeah. to save the day. And there's a point where, you know, he's, he's, he's opened up the shields. We've all seen it. He, he's opened up the shields and there's, he says there's like a five minute window before the torpedoes hit. Nine minutes. Or nine minutes. Okay, sorry. Um, and in those nine minutes, he's just coming to the, 
conclusion that he's going to die. Yeah. And I really enjoy that because you see these uh, incredible characters and the 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 for some for some reason the ones that come to mind are on um the you know that meteor movie. Armageddon. Armageddon, where um, John McClane goes down. Yeah, you know John McClane. John McClane, Bruce, yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis goes yeah. down. He knows he's going to die. Yeah. He's just like, he has to save the day. I actually uh, see that movie. Spoiler for me, yeah. Ah, don't bother. It's not great. But it's just, it's the same concept. And he's like, he's he's just a superhero guy. Like, yeah. everything, he gets hit. Right. Or another one is like, I, um, is there one with, uh, sorry, with, I mentioned it earlier is uh, Batman in the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Like he has to, he has to just make that great sacrifice, and he he's opened his heart to everyone he's who's been on the journey with him. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it was a nice way to end, and he could kind of just sit on the top of that roof and just know that everything he's done has made the world better. Yeah. Everything, and he he's leaving it in a better place than he he picked it up or whatever. So yeah. I I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I I. See, I see you make sense, but yet my instinct reaction. No, is just, but I, I, don't I can like understand. It. Yeah, see, I didn't like it, uh, but I said I didn't. Did. It makes sense for the character. I think maybe I just didn't like how he died. Yeah, I don't know. So, for me, it's like I've watched. Oh, we were talking about it earlier. This twenty. This is the twenty fifth official Eon produced mm. James Bond movie, but there's two other official ones. So if you could, I've seen twenty seven James Bond movies. Yeah, and this is the only one where he dies. Yeah. So for me, it was just so strange. You're like, oh, not that he doesn't die, but I think I just. It's. Yeah, it was just so strange to see him die because of this reason, I guess, when you just see him escape so much else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it makes sense, I guess, why how he dies and why he dies. But yeah. I think what's kind of cool about this one is that... Uh, like, so uh, James Bond has a daughter. Yeah. Um, and, like, he's fighting for her as well. Yeah. And he's fighting for... It's weird because we've never seen James Bond fight for... Like that's, someone else that's not. Well, him, that's him. another thing I was going to mention is this is so strange to see him with a child because yes. we've never ever seen that. Well, apart from the women he gets with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well done, I like it. Roger Moore would be turning in his grave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just, it's a strange one because with adults you can just say you know okay I'm gonna give you cover yeah, get yeah. over here but with her you know you can't you, everything has to be. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was so interesting to see him in that situation. So yeah, so I think for the, for the yeah. dying for me, it was like, well, obviously, let's just say Pierce Brosnan, James Bond didn't die, so yeah, 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 yeah. But actually, sorry, that was the point I was going to make, is that the, included in the soundtrack was that little piece on Her Majesty's Secret yes. Service. That's the one thing you just pointed out. Yeah. I have an old thing, yeah. yeah. So, so it's funny because at the beginning of the very first scene of this movie, um, they're driving through the Italian countryside, they're in the Aston Martin DB5, mm-hmm. um, and all of a sudden, the musical key for um, We've Got All the Time in the World by yeah. Louis Armstrong yeah. uh, comes on, and it's funny because that's been another James Bond movie on, on Majesty's Secret Service and it's funny so she's wearing a white dress in that scene yeah. and in on Her Majesty's Secret Service James Bond marries it's the only one where he actually gets married uh, but she's actually shot by Spectre yeah. um, so I'm thinking as they're turning that corner fuck yeah. is she going to get shot now and then he turns to her and says don't worry we've all the time in the world which is what George Lazenby says to Teresa his wife like oh don't worry we've got all the time in the world but so he says that to her and I'm like oh she's dying yeah. at some point in this movie yeah. but it's funny because that's reversed then reversed, and that like yeah. he's the one that dies which yeah. I thought was quite interesting yeah, that's this it, movie exactly. has so many callbacks to both the books and the other movies which is another reason why I think I love it which is why I'm also hesitant to suggest it because I'm like is everyone going to get the Shatterhand reference? I don't think people are going to get the Shatterhand reference <laughs> exactly yeah um but yes, so um, so uh, what were we talking about? There? We're talking about the ending. Yes, it's Jason Bondi. So we've got, uh, we skipped right to the end. I feel we like. skipped right so, to the end because that was well, that's the biggest point I think, yeah, and it's yeah. going to influence a lot of the other yeah. conversation we have. Yeah. Um, so 
for me it was like it was strange but it makes sense yeah I just did I want to see him I, you wouldn't want to see him shot point blank I think like he made a sacrifice which I think yeah. is the most James Bond thing you could do but I think the fact that it was a missile strike yeah. on an, and you didn't see him die it was just very much like but I, I, the other thing I would say <coughs> is and we said it as we walked out was well we didn't see him die we, we, we didn't just, see him die yeah, we, didn't that's see, true. we didn't see a body the that's true didn't see a body. if he went down to that bunker you never know yeah exactly um, um, right well I guess another thing we could talk about that we didn't want to spoil was the plot yeah and the, just the yeah, go on. No, go yeah, on. Yeah, just the, the, so this. This for me, it was like the plot is very stupid, yeah. uh, in the sense that MI six were working on a plan that had nanobots infect people, and then you could program the nanobots to kill people with certain DNA strands. So I, I don't Heracles. Know, yeah, I don't know about you, but I got serious uh, GI Joe Rise of Cobra vibes. Interesting, you <laughs> wrote that because I don't. Because in my notes, I have Fast and Furious plot. Oh, okay, if you told go. me this was in a Fast and Furious <laughs> yeah, movie, I'd have yeah. been like, yeah, that makes that sense. That makes sense exactly. Yeah. And then I got to think of myself. I'm like, what are we fucking talking about? Load of the other James Bond movies yeah. had these stupid know, high yeah. stakes. No, but that's what I loved yeah. about it, and that's why I talk about the modernization of the James Bond character. And it's like, well, that it's just the it it's ridiculous, but they're all kind of ridiculous. Been, they're all nuclear yeah, strikes. They're all lasers while, from space. It, it's been such a while that since we had that yeah. over the top one. Like you look at like Casino Royale is literally just um, accounting for terrorists. Yes. Quantum uh, uh, is, is water. <laughs> water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skyfall is just seems like a. He, he's just petty yeah, the bad guy's just petty yeah. and he wants to kill the Joker yeah. <laughs> he wants chaos uh, and then Spectre I suppose Spectre I can't remember what the, what the plot they were was leaking there. no what was Spectre about uh, oh we end? also me- forgot to mention it's oh, there was they some... had that list of, Nan- er, of NATO agents but that was that was really Skyfall yeah that's not really this important. one no Spectre was uh, they were hacking into the MI6 database to unlock all the something maybes yeah. anyway anyway so this, this one's is so more this movie ridiculous. is just ridiculous <laughs> um, but I didn't mind it because it was like fuck it it's fun yeah. and it's why actually I have a biggest problem with the villain Rami Malek yeah. who like you said he's not he's not in it much but when he is in it he's okay and I, I think it is a bit unfortunate because, you know, he's an Oscar winning actor um, and he does all he can with what he's given. I think a lot of it's been left out, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, it is a two hour and 46 movie and I think he got shafted. Yeah. But, and I think the threat of his mission is more interesting than his character. So what you're saying is release the... No, release the no, it's too long. It's too long. I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> release no, it's fine. The no, he's fine. Mate. He's grand. Yeah. Like, it, it's all, it's, this, this movie wasn't meant to be about the villain. No, exactly. Like, in he, any he, way. He's a, he, he's a cliche villain. He has the scars. He has that weird speech pattern where he's like, as a child... It's just an accent. <laughs> as, as a child, my parents were killed. <laughs> yeah. just, that's just Rami Malek. Yeah, exactly. that's not but uh, no, he, again, he's a plot device for, for the heroes yeah. in this movie. A little bit like, say, a Marvel movie where yes, they take very a little true. bit of a yeah, back, yeah. backseat. It's a bit like a Ronan right. the Accuser. Yeah, backseat, that... backseat role for the, for our, to for ourselves to focus on the heroes and stuff. So. Yes, very true. Um, but that's, so, oh, am I trying not to go on too much of a tangent? So this movie is quite very similar to uh, You Only Live Twice, yeah. uh, which is basically about, uh, the movie is James Bond, it, James Bond uh, is sent to Japan to make good relationships with the Japanese uh, division of the spy agency uh, but they're like oh but we actually have this mission for you to come and help us with there's this guy living in a castle he has a garden full of poisonous plants and people are going to kill themselves yeah. there he's called Dr. Shatterhand um, and can you go and kill him 
But what we then realise, it's actually Blofeld pretending to be this guy called Dr. Shadowhand. And in the meantime, James Bond has to pretend to learn, or has to learn how to be Japanese. It's a very weird, outdated plot. But what's interesting in it was, he actually hits his head very, oh, spoilers for the book, You Only Live Twice. Whoa. He hits his head really hard and gets amnesia and actually falls and then becomes married to Kizzy Suzuki. And they have a kid together. Yeah. So it's actually, so in the books, James Bond does have a kid, except he doesn't know about it yeah. in the books anymore. Because yeah. anyway, he goes off. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So... But what I thought this movie could have done, and I thought would have been better, was they brought back Christoph Waltz's Blofeld in the last movie, gets imprisoned, make him the villain for this. Don't introduce someone like yeah, you could, like Blofeld yeah. is meant to be the big James Bond villain, yeah. the, the the be all and end all. In the books, he, he his arc is across three books, and the You Only Live Twice one is the last one. There's also one more book after You Only Live Twice. It's garbage. So the, like for me, You Only Live Twice is like the last James Bond mm. story, nearly in a way. And for this being the Daniel Craig one, I'm like have Blofeld break out yeah. have him go off to this island like like I would much rather have another Blofeld thing and that's why Bond has to come back into it because like Blofeld's yeah. game you're like fuck it I'm going out and I'm yeah. killing Blofeld because I think otherwise having to introduce Rami Malek's character you, you and, do take too much time yeah what's do. his name Rami Malek's character's name Safin damn it I thought you would because <laughs> I was like yeah, fuck yeah, I forget yeah, yeah. so that's what that's why I think I was like it's not Rami Malek's fault there's just too much other shit going yeah. on for his character to have yeah. any space to prove. and like that's it like we get the whole thing that uh, Mr. White killed his family uh, for some reason like they were they were on that they, they were part of that island weren't yeah they, they were and making they, yeah. plants that kill people yeah and he, he Mr. White killed the family so Safin comes after his family who includes um, Dr. Swan so like that's how they're kind of linked and for some reason they don't really say why he's linked to Bond like there's no he's linked to Bond because of Madeline Swan Madeline Swan yeah that's, that's it. it like yeah so um, and he, he kind of I suppose he actually sorry yeah I completely forgot that she he sends her in to um, to kill Blofeld Dude, that was cool that was cool yeah a lot of tension that scene yeah because yeah. obviously what happens we've if you've seen it the, the, she has the poison on her and then Bond touches her so then you think okay then the poison is also on Bond mm. so uh, did you see that coming at the end where Bond would get poisoned with the nanites programmed to uh, yeah yeah, I yeah. Saw that so that's, why, that's they... why that's another reason I felt like him dying kind of made sense yeah it, like life would have been miserable. for him yeah yeah because yeah. 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 He, he had seen what life would have been like with Madeline and the child like and that yeah I don't think he'd be able to survive yeah. without it. Yeah. Um, speaking of just, uh, just to kind of make sure we cover nearly everything. Um, so one of the cool applications, I guess, of, of this virus thing we saw was uh, that party yeah. in Cuba, and uh, where Spectre think they've programmed it to kill Bond, oh, but yeah. turns out Rami Malek's character Safin has got ahead of them and reprogrammed it to just kill the Spectre agents, yeah. and that's a fucking that cool is scene. so cool, isn't it? Yeah, and like. Because I, I couldn't really... I, I don't know if... Like, you figure it out as you're watching it like that. Oh, it, this is why this is what he's done. Because the obviously the scientist... What's that scientist's name? I was getting serious Boris vibes like that. David Denick plays Valdo Oberchev. Oberchev, yeah. Because I was getting serious... Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Boris... Whatever his name is. But I like that. Mad scientist. You wouldn't see that in the other Daniel Craig ones. I'm glad they brought that back. Oh, the guy from Outnumbered is in this... That was jarring. Wasn't oh it? yeah, that Hugh Dennis. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, yeah comedian. Yeah, the, again, that's I'd say that's just one of those uh, cameos. Oh, I love that like, though. Yeah. It was great to see. I was yeah. a big fan of that. Um, but no, like, and sorry, that's one of my favorite scenes, and one of the reasons for that is that you get to see the wider world with Anna de Armas. Oh, don't get me started on how phenomenal that, yeah, like that character is. It's so interesting. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, like, just her coming in, and this, this is like her first mission. Mission, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know about you, but I got vibes that like. 
she's kind of out of her depth at the start. Yes. But she's like, down in those vodka martinis and yeah, as we discussed last week, yeah. those are difficult to drink. Those are difficult to drink. <laughs> um, but then she just starts kicking ass and then I did hear on one review where people were like, oh, she shouldn't be able to fight in those dresses. I'm like, fuck off. What She's are you an talking? Agent. Well, number one, so it's okay for Bond to fight in a tuxedo. In those teeny tiny yeah. little suits of his. <laughs> those suits of his. And she can't go around. No, nah, fuck off. She's no, I, I, That was bullshit. But no, absolutely beautiful scene. Like, um, yeah. what's, and it, what's, uh, again, breaking out and trying to get away from uh, Lashana Lynch's character as well. Yes. Um, cool. Also, another thing I just want to talk about the Anna de Armas character is uh, Paloma. Uh, she's in this movie because she worked with Daniel Craig and I say it was like, mm. I want to include her. And it makes sense because her part's so small. Yeah. it's shame it's so small yeah. and it's actually kind of I will if we come back to it in the end when I talk about what I want to see from this franchise moving forward she plays a heavy part in what I want to see okay. going forward but um, that whole scene in Cuba is fantastic and I think what what opened my eyes to this movie was just the sheer practicality of everything mm. like that like that structure that falls at one point yeah. that's like everything just feels so real this, I don't feel like there's any green screen in this no, movie exactly, at all yeah. no that's absolutely true um, but yeah like that's that's important kids when you when you're uh, making Hollywood movies make sure to make your friends because you can get more business yeah, later exactly. on, later yeah. on down the road and um, but no I, like and as as we've said like this movie takes you to so many different locations as well yeah. which i find very interesting um really enjoyable like we we're, we're in italy cuba norway norway jamaica jamaica and uh, obviously over between russia and japan on they said island. japan and an island i got so excited yeah. I knew that yeah um and then obviously, of course, London with the MI6 yeah. a, um, lo- or headquarters. Um, so that, again, that's uh, but that's Bond. Like it's always oh, big it's locations and stuff. Um, one thing I want. So I have an entire list, and I'll try to get as much of this done in the mere time that we yeah. have uh, about how this franchise is so old, but yet this movie has so many firsts. Yeah. And we can stop off if you want anywhere. But um, we've already mentioned that it's the longest James Bond movie, and um, it's also the first James Bond movie to feature all characters Q, Felix Leiter, Miss Moneypenny and M since The License to Kill from 1989. That's an interval of 31 years. Yeah. Um, uh, Carrie Fukunaga is the first American actor to do a, to direct an official James Bond movie but also the first director of an Asian heritage to direct a James Bond movie. That's, yeah, very progressive. Um, this, uh, no, sorry, there, I, I, I am pinging off this for another reason, uh, but I have the list, so I'm going to go down it in order to try and get through as much of them as possible. With this film, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the second yeah. female screenwriter credited on writing a James Bond film after Irish screenwriter Joanna Hardwood for both Dr. No and From Russia With Love. Yeah. I did like that uh, they brought in your own Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I think, like, they, they obviously pinged a lot of ideas off her. She's kind of she's a little bit more kind of light-hearted so they obviously had a very serious script at the start and yeah. gave, her, gave it to her to kind of apparently they had four up. going into production yeah uh, <laughs> so, which is just ridiculous um, I think yeah she probably did a good job of punching up some of the dialogue yeah. uh, yeah. and I think I, I read somewhere or I, I, I don't know when you read this I hate reading stuff about people saying stuff online because yeah. I didn't see it yeah. but I read something apparently where people were worried that um, bringing Phoebe Waller-Bridge in was like oh they're only bringing her in to make the 007 more uh, sorry Lashana Lynch's James Bond more uh, you know appealing than Daniel Craig one and so we're all better with it so I'm just like she just she can write for both men and women no, she don't exactly. know if she came no, in and wrote. like I could see her writing for your one uh, Paloma and, and Lashana for Lashana Lynch Lashana Lynch's uh, 007 but like there's definitely lines that Daniel Craig says that's come straight from Phoebe Phoebe Waller-Bridge as well yeah um, sorry, I have my Jamaica point, sorry. So, 
There's only three James Bond... So, Dan, uh, Ian Fleming wrote a lot of the James Bond books in his house in Jamaica. So, Jamaica's a very important part about James Bond. It's actually where they announced this movie was in Jamaica. Um, but only three James Bond films have actually been shot in Jamaica. Um, the second one... Anyway, so there's Doctor No, Live and Let Die, and No Time to Die. So, it's funny because um, of all those three movies, they've all had Felix Leiter in it. But they've all been portrayed by different actors. <laughs> so, from Doctor No, Live and Let Die, and this one, it's all three different Felix Sliders and the reason why I want to bring that up as well is because it's the third time Jeffrey Wright has played Felix Slider yeah. his first appearance was in Quantum of, uh, sorry, in Exceed Royale and Quantum of Solace um, but in, repri- in reprising his role for this movie uh, makes him the first actor to play uh, Felix Slider in three movies um, so it's just it's just mad to me and again I know I maybe I just find this stuff interesting I don't know if anyone else does but it's like it's mad there's been 24 of these but just these stats are like happening like yeah. how how have they not been Jamaica more exactly, how have more people yeah. not been Felix Leiter for longer um, there's even stuff like here composer Hans Zimmer replaced um Carrie Fukunaga's regular music composer Dan Romer during uh, late 2019 due to creative differences which is the first time in the 58 year history of James Bond that a producer has been I say conductor has been changed post-production this movie is just phenomenal how much it's just yeah. done differently you talk about something else because I keep talking about it. apparently Christoph Waltz it's the first time uh, someone has played Bo- Blofeld twice in the James Bond franchise as well Really? Yeah, because it was oh, a different actor each time. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, what oh, else? yeah, when he blew up his face, he is a different actor. Yeah. Um, it's the first time, It's uh, not only to do with James Bond, but it's the first time that a movie has won a Grammy for a song and the movie hasn't come yeah, out yet. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> we have to talk about the music. We, oh, my God, yeah. this is going to be so long. And, about, and this is not a first, but it's just interesting. Rami Malek is the third consecutive actor to play a Bond villain to have won an Oscar, and he's the fifth actor overall to do so. Previous Bond villain actors include uh, Benicio Del Toro, who was in Licence to Kill, Christopher Walken who was in A View to a Kill Christoph Waltz for Spectre and Javier Bardem yeah, yeah. for Skyfall I think I'll stop there because I'm just going to keep yeah, going on a lot, that, that, was a, that was a big fact attack it was a big fact <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a fact minigun attack yeah that was like a, you, just, you mentioned Jamaica and that's what I went with yeah, that was like a, a, a fact mob mob attack or something or you, you beat down <laughs> mob a, beat down a, a fact onslaught a fact onslaught yeah um um, no, okay, so what I would like to do is just cover over the plot. So, number one, Italy. I feel like that the action scenes were very, very cool, and I did enjoy seeing it in the cinema, but what I will say is because the movie was so long coming out, I feel like they yeah. gave away a lot of it in the, yeah, yeah. In the trailer. And, I, and again, I do like when movies do that, when they say, okay, we're going to give you the first hour of the movie, and you can cut that up and put it in a trailer. Yeah. We're not going to give you the last hour and a half. Yeah. We don't want to give away any spoilers. I did enjoy it when you see it all in one go, but again, I just feel like there's. When so I saw him in that suit, I was like, "Ah, this yeah, is this scene." Exactly. Um, I did like that he he sent uh, Madeline Swan away because he he had he had obviously opened himself up to her, but as soon as something goes wrong, he he goes back into a shell and doesn't trust anyone. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I don't know about you but as soon as I seen her on the train she touches her belly and I'm like oh she's pregnant. does she? yeah like, that? no she's looking outside the train at Bond and she touches herself oh. here and I'm like oh she's pregnant I um, missed that completely yeah um, but th- I think that is a cool opening I, so, sorry actually one thing I completely um, covered over I didn't cover over was uh, the scene as Madeline as a girl mm-hmm. and Safin comes to kill her that's it was tense as a kid. Yeah, it was very very tense. Yeah. It was almost scary. Like, it was a weird opening to a James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. Because it was very low. It was like 
a thriller-esque rather yeah. than action-esque absolutely yeah and it was yeah it was kind of uh, tense and, and a little bit scary um, so that's kind of uh, the opening and then we go into the song so yeah I looking at the time do I have enough time to bitch about this song just I, give me give us a minute yeah, give, well, us give us a minute, minute. I'll give you a minute yeah, 30 seconds all I need um, this is the worst James Bond song in the sense that um, it's pretty much the same fucking song as the last two yeah. uh, the, to, the last two James Bond songs have won Oscars uh, note uh, Skyfall and Writings on the Wall Writings on the Wall is a mess song Skyfall is actually pretty good because it's an actual Adele song yeah. Sam Smith tried to copy that by doing an Adele thing I should leave it like a countdown like, the, you know, the ding, <laughs> ding. <laughs> anyway so then what happened was they got Billie Eilish who's done really cool songs recently yeah. make a very generic James Bond song yeah. that's actually alright and not good um, the two uh, beginning uh, look I don't even care that the Jack White one was trying to rip off the Chris Cornell one I don't care that's still yeah. a good song it's still different it's not it? fitting to the character at the moment I understand the No Time to Die song is trying to fit into the James Bond character but my god make a fucking cool like make a song that's original They yeah. are, like you go back and listen to the you go back and look at all the other ones going through the years and they all change you go from having Paul McCartney and Wings doing uh, Living Let Die yeah. to The Man With The Golden Gun from Lulu to having uh, Carly Simon doing The Spy Who Loved like they just they all change. They're like it's an artist in a certain era doing a James Bond yeah. theme. Whereas I feel like from two thousand and twelve to this movie, nine years we've got the same sounding songs. So the yeah, the thing that annoys me most is that they got such uh, an interesting artist and they to just, do to do something so yeah. generic. They could have got any singer to do it. They Who'd you get? Well, I mean, like you could get. Any... I get the guys who won the Eurovision. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ne- oh, yeah. I, I talked about oh, replacement. Oh, well, Irish. replacement wise. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like you get Charles Gambino. I don't know. There's but yeah, I mean, there's just something like out. you I, could do something. Do, you do like this is a bad guy. Yeah, yeah? exactly. Like, but do just that. do like the Billy Irish song. But just do something. Do, do yeah, James. Bond. I don't know. Look what no, Madonna did. Look, look what Madonna did. Yeah, it's not good. It's not, but it's, she did something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she didn't follow a formula. So uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you there. Like it, it is just the same. She wouldn't. She wouldn't ask for it. But yeah. I don't like. It's grand. It's just not. I don't care. Yeah, it's not something you could play along. But like, do the, they have to? You have to play along. I don't like. I can say someone like Goldfinger. I'm not gonna listen to that, but it's still a yeah, belter. Yeah. Same with the Spy Who Loved Me. Same with the you know Chris uh, yeah. Chris Cornell one. Same with the Skyfall but one. I, I feel like the song should like we've we've gotten into a situation now where the songs are so dire that it, it's just such a um, a drop off between the point at which we see the action, then we listen to the yes. song. Like like this one we said the last one. We said, like with with. Uh, you know my name Chris Cornell yeah. it is so pump up you're ready yeah. to go again and even the Jack White one as, as strange as it is it it makes sense because it pumps you up yeah, and yeah. It, like the electric guitar is really really good in that like this one these last few yeah. and for Skyfall Skyfall makes, makes so sense. much sense because he's dead Riding on the wall Expect as a fart movie anyway. I don't like, even remember. I don't even remember that. Oh, that's after. That's Mexico. the one where he was like, he was like, oh, I wrote it in like twelve minutes. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I can <laughs> tell. You listened to Adele for three, and you wrote for eight. <laughs> but like, yeah, imagine coming from Mexico and then you go into oh. that. And say, yeah, same with this. Like, yeah. you have the no. Joe, what would have made sense if at the mo- if that song came on directly after the Madeline Swan yeah. um, flashback? Yeah. Would have made vague sense. Yeah. Um, but the fact that we have the entire sequence in Italy and then this song comes on, it just fucking halts everything. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, that that was longer than No, that's was. fair enough. But, but it, it needs to be said. Like, um, Then we, we... We cut to five years later. Oh, Jamaica. Later. 
Yeah, we cut to five years later. Bond is doing his thing on retirement. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he, showering outdoors. Like, he he has a cool little paradise. I love there, it, doesn't he? Yeah, and um, yeah, like he he obviously he's a good bit outside town, which is cool. Kind of his own little tranquil yeah. um area. He's fishing. He's fishing. He, yeah, and he still has a gun though. That's he's still yeah he's yeah still yeah. Still, yeah. Oh, he's still, still be a bit anyway. Still be a dodge. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I loved about this scene because, I sorry, I one thing I would say I would like to have seen him with a beard. We saw that in Skyfall. Yeah, I suppose. And he was miserable, so. And also they need yeah, to Yeah, I suppose he's in Jamaica. He's, yeah. he's a sweaty man. Yeah, exactly. He's a sweaty man. Um, cool thing about... So, yeah, again, Jamaica. Oh, I have a fantastic point about Jamaica. So, um, again, I'm sorry for this. Uh, I, this is what happens. You should be running the James Bond ones, not me. Um, so, what's cool about Jamaica, it, it got, like I said, somewhat the home of James Bond. Yeah. Uh, not fictionally, but in terms of like where it's written. Um, and what's cool about it is Lashana Lynch and Naomi are bo- uh, Naomi Harris are both yeah. of Jamaican descent. Yeah. There's another actress who's been in a James Bond movie of Jamaican descent. And that's one Grace Jones, who played Mayday in A View to a Kill. Cool, right? However, what if I told you she was meant to be in this movie? Oh, wow. What if I told you she was meant to be in a cameo during the Jamaica scenes? What if I told you she stormed out of set after she realised how small her part was? <laughs> what age is she? Ooh, that's a great question. Ah, uh, she's like, probably like 70-something. Definitely has to, yeah. I, that, I think that would have felt out of place with a 70-year-old. Uh, in 73. Gym. But in the nightclub or something. Just 70-year-old, like. Oh, I don't know. I don't, like, she would have I to be know. outside doing a Yeah, doing something. I don't know, yeah. yeah. But still, I think it would have been cool for her. It would have been cool, yeah. But she's but, like a proper, like, artist yeah, she doesn't have time for that know, shit exactly. but the fact she was there she was yeah, on set yeah. um, what I loved about that Jamaica scene sorry uh, it's because James Bond sometimes in the movies sticks out like such a sore fucking thumb because you're like clearly there's a secret agent because he's in a very tight tingly yeah. suit and looking really built and the reason why he wears suits in the books is because that's what everyone used to wear yeah. everyone used to wear suits so he'd wear a suit yeah. um, whereas I feel like they just take it a bit too far in these ones they were like he has to be the best looking man in the room that's yeah. not the James Bond character however what I loved about this was Lashana Lynch's character was actually undercover yeah. and as an uh, like it's the most undercover I've ever felt that James Bond or 007 oh, yeah. agent has been in all of the exactly. movies. And I love the fact that like uh, he meets Felix and Ash and he's like we need to speak somewhere quiet so where does he bring them at night? <laughs> Which makes so he's much sense. He's retired James Bond. Yeah, he's like fuck you, I don't care. Um, no but it, like it is just a slight little part in, in Jamaica but it, as you said it's it's quite important to the series of uh, movies and books. Uh, and I, I do like that they brought it there and that obviously makes sense that's where he he would retire to um, jump on we've I think we've mentioned enough about Cuba the the fight scenes there were cool um, I did like the fact that it was kind of like uh, cat versus mouse versus dog in terms of like they're all trying to get to the ah, same like thing. Ah, like Tom Jerry and the dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where they're all trying to get to the same thing, but one is chasing after the other. There's yeah. kind of like, it, it bounces between... Uh, stylish movie as well. Mo- Just very characters. stylish. Yeah, oh, that's it. Um, that looks... Didn't look like a set, did it? That looked no. like it was... It was on, I feel like location. when they were outside, it was definitely yeah, a set. Yeah, probably a set. But the place looked like it was on location. Um, we're back in London then. And then... Now I So the... Oh, sorry. We completely missed out on the boat scene. The, which the boat scene as in when they get the, the, the oh okay so F- Felix dying as well that was really tough yeah. I did not like that yeah uh, because I know I'm going to say in the books but in the books yeah. um, Felix doesn't actually die he gets fed to like alligators and it's all get chopped up so he actually has a hook and an eye patch 
And I thought that's what they were going to do with the character. And I thought that would have been cool to keep him around and have, like, the, you know, be physically injured. But still, like, that's cool about the books. Is like, he's still injured, but he's still able to, like, yeah. he has the same mind. But when I saw him die without getting the arc of the whole, like, I'm injured, but I'm still ready to go yeah. kind of thing like that. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because James Bond calls him his brother at some point. Yeah. And... I think he said something... Well, something. That's the thing Felix always says. Yeah, the, the first yeah. time you meet him, he goes, I'm hey, a brother hey, from Langley. Hey, hey brother. Yeah. yeah. And to know that the only guy... And we're talking about a movie where like a character that has such trust issues to have one guy who's from a competing spy agency but he's still probably James Bond's best friend yeah. die in front of him. Yeah. Fuck, that's tough. I, I really I did. I did think it was a little bit cheap. I would have liked to have given them a bit more time... But I think they needed stakes quickly yeah, in this game, exactly, in this movie yeah. to be like, anything could fucking anything happen. Anything could happen, yeah. Um, Billy so, Magnuson. Mm. The smiley so, guy from the Aladdin movie. He 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 seems like a bit of a dweeb or yeah. a bit of a weasel, and he has that smiley look on his face, and he says, "Oh, James Bond, I love you." And again, it was such just, a big fan, such a big yeah. fan. And it, um, obviously, Bond didn't uh, trust him a little bit too much when he went onto that boat with the with the uh, payload or the uh, the scientist with the, the briefcase yeah. of DNA viruses. Yeah. Um, which shows he did kind of have his his guard down. Like you yeah. didn't think he's like, five years out of the game. Yeah, exactly. He's still busy so, thinking about those fish. Thing. Yeah, exactly. So it just shows how much of a difference uh, those years make. Um. Then uh, the other thing I did like about this movie is that the reason for the MacGuffin or the that DNA poison was because it was created by MI6 yes and it was stolen yeah and like it, it, it was almost M's fault like M- that was a really interesting character portrayal of M yeah. this time yeah so but like we see that with a lot of uh, political scandals that it's like oh we were doing it for the right reasons yeah but it got into the wrong hands which it, you know again like I said it, it because it, because in this movie you have these um kind of SWAT teams or whatever or these yeah. uh, hyper um you know, uh, strong uh, characters or whatever. I think it was cool to kind of link it back to real world events yeah, like that. that yeah. That's something that, that can be so um, uh, destructive could get into the wrong hands like yeah. that. So uh, I did like that. And it, it does portray um, as someone who can make mistakes. Yeah, which was cool. We, we, Just t- like, like something we haven't seen with the character. Yeah, we, we've never seen that the Bond can kind of say to him or to... Um, but thirsty, J- eh? <laughs> Dame Judi Dench yeah. for her movies that, oh, you've, you've made the same mistakes that I did or made mistakes like I've did. I've yeah. done. Um, so yeah, I, I did like that. And again, we see Bond, before he's even reinstated, going head to head with them. And again, that's because you're supposed to be better than this. You're supposed yeah. to be as good as all of us. And what Johnny loved about it, he kept calling him Mallory. Yeah. Which was so disrespectful, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Absolutely. Uh, but again, to, because he's out of the game. But that's what I mean. But it's like, you know, like, but, and see, but no, you know, it's, it isn't, it isn't, because he still has his rank, because okay. he makes Lashana Lynch be like Commander Bond. Yeah. yeah. But, so he knows rank and order and yeah. stuff like that, but he still calls uh, M Mallory and not Sir, mm. which I think is just so disrespectful. It just yeah. means, like, he's just so like, you have fucked up so much that yeah. we don't have time for presents. Yeah, you fucking moron. <laughs> Stand closer moron. to that new Aston Martin, so yeah. so we can get that product placement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Product placement, not too big of this movie. No, I didn't. Just know. a couple of Heinemites. Oh, actually, six of Heinemites. I'll, I'll get to it when we get to the scene, but the Toyota. I oh, it. we're running out of time here. Yeah, I know. We'll get <laughs> we get to it. Make this a two-parter. Exactly. No, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Um, so. I'm I'm literally just I'm just going through the movie just to highlight some some bits I enjoyed or highlight bits that um I think need to be kind of called out um so we go next to the interview with 
Blofeld. Blofeld. Uh, a, a cool tense scene. Blofeld knows how to push Bond's buttons, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing again we missed in Spectre. Like I didn't, I didn't think we got enough of that. Yeah, I which I think he would have been cool as the main villain for this. Exactly. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen more. Even of, of... cybernetic eyes. Like yeah. How wacky is that? But yeah. they brought it back in. Exactly. Like, one yeah. of the villains has a cyber cybernetic eye that Blofeld can like see through yeah. and see what's happening and that's Blofeld's in prison but he's able to see all the everything that's happening at this party and seeing everyone die oh it's just so wacky it's yeah. like you seen a Mission Impossible movie exactly yeah. and I re- and it's the first time I feel like the James Bond franchise hasn't ripped something entirely it's kind of stolen from Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible in a way but I just still think it's kind of fucking no cool. absolutely yeah um, sorry uh, but the, no the, the, no the, I, the I, I, I just like that you could see um, Blofeld push Bond's buttons and get to get in like he knows like well, you can't touch me. There's nothing you can do because I'm under, um, you it's know, like the Madeline. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I I'm under the or I'm under the protection of the British government because I'm uh, in in jail or whatever. Um, but again, as I as I mentioned earlier, that scene where you know the poison is on Bond, it's just yeah. a case of when he's going to. And the fact that he, he doesn't even like he strangles yeah. him as in he tries to kill him yeah. but then actually does actually does kill him yeah. Yeah. and actually Tanner is another another character Rory Kinnear we, yeah, yeah we, Tanner. I know we've gotten in, in previous movies but again he got a little, a little bit more of a role in this as well which is, was enjoyable because he's, he's a good actor ever since uh, the first episode of Black Mirror oh yes I've always I've always just seen him as the Prime Minister interesting yeah um, so that again it, it's a short scene yeah. it, it makes sense for the movie because again he doesn't know who Safin is yet. And it's again, yes. it's an investigation. He's going yeah. through the treads uh, trying to figure out where, say, Spectre made mistakes in in, in when, when all their agents ended up dying. So How uh, much of a fart were they in the end? Like, when in the sense of like, yeah. they didn't have the rights for Spectre for years yeah. and they finally get it back and it was such a fart. Yeah. You, it was so disappointing. Yeah, it is. But look, it's, I think, they, for so long they've just called it different names. I know. What I love and I know I'm going to shoot in the book it's literally that's the main overarching yeah. villain for all of them and then they finally bring the bit it's like imagine them fucking up Hydra yeah, in the MCU know, kind yeah. of way like they did that so well but yeah. this, it was just such a fire yeah. and that's why I think they wouldn't it be cool if like Bond took down all of Spectre at the end of this movie rather yeah. than I suppose it was cool to see that scene yeah yeah. I suppose. It's, again it's a balancing act yeah. um, so Norway. What's the Norway? Norway. This was this was an enjoyable scene, and again, um, this was more almost as much style as it was substance. Yeah. Because it, it is beautifully shot. Again, um, he he goes to Madeline's house, and he meets her daughter. Mm-hmm. At the time, she says, she says, something, she uh, says she's not yours. No. Doesn't she? Yeah, I think she does. She says something very... The wording, maybe it's like, she's not yours. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was something... She, like, again, I think she was just angry with him and she yeah. did, she wanted to kind of get rid of him or get him out of her life. But I, I did like the scene with her, with him and the daughter when they wake up. And they make him breakfast. It's cute. It's yeah. cute. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a step back from all the action we get in the movie. But then he knows that um, Spectre... Not Spectre, sorry. That Safin... Saffin's agents are on the way. Obviously, Ash uh, is after him. And I just thought that fight in the woods was... Or fight within the car and then the woods was just so yeah. cool. And so, there's an entire ad campaign all about Land Rovers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Range Rovers. Range sorry. Rovers, yeah. Sorry, Range Rovers uh, being the best, fastest car. Yeah. And that's what, that's what the villains are driving. But James Bond just gets this old rickety Toyota, Toyota Jeep yeah. and is bashing those it's lads off the road. It's absolutely barreling through uh, It is the closest thing we get to the... 
James Bond in a tank in Moscow yeah, scene from the GoldenEye. The one thing I couldn't understand was why they got out of it. I was yeah. like, just stay in it. This is indestructible. <laughs> yeah. This is almost as good as the uh, Aston Martin at the start of the movie. Yeah. Um, but no, again, I just I just loved, again, the ingenuity of Bond when he's yeah, out yeah. of the car. Yeah. Uh, that he uses the... The tow the, rope. Yeah, the, the tow, tow rope. And then... Shooting and then, the gun in the air to lure people away. Yeah. And then, obviously, when he meets Ash again, this just shows how much uh, Felix meant to him. And just so how much of a cold killer like Bond can be. Yeah. That the you know the the car is hanging just on on the tree and Ash. You could save him if you wanted to, yeah. but he just like he almost pushes the car over yeah. just to kill him. Hey, 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 you wanna you wanna you wanna know a little callback to another movie, Dave? <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Um. So in Fear Eyes Only, he does the same thing. Oh, he does. Yeah. Ray kicks the guy. Yeah. He kicks the guy in the car. In the car. And yeah. it was the same thing where um this guy had killed James Bond's friend. So and the car is going off the cliff yeah. and it's like losing balance and James Bond just kicks off the yeah. cliff. It's like fuck you. Yeah. So this is very similar exactly, to that as yeah. well, which yeah. I really enjoyed. Um. And then, but uh, sorry, just I thought that was a great use of the environment. Yes. With the, oh, the entire. The mist. I don't know who the fuck did the fucking yeah. stunt planning for this Coordination movie but really fucking oh, good from really, really every really use of even the Italian stuff also did you see that bit uh, when they're driving around the corner in Italy and you can see the roads all wet I yeah. think that was the scene where they had to spray all the coke yeah um, the coke zero or co- diet coke on the street or something that yeah. was but um, oh, like the whole action in this is just so well thought out and uh, oh, the, the end. oh my god we're losing the base stuff the base stuff we haven't even got yeah. the base I, stuff well, yet look I think we're, we're going to spend the last few minutes just talking about the, the base, the base like, I think we've, fought, we've covered everything ah, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, think, the, I think that's necessary the base stuff David what about the base stuff so this is the first time we've seen Daniel Craig infiltrate a base is it fuck me you're right yeah he infiltrates the oh, opera. He infiltrates and he infiltrates the hotel, but I don't think. Ah, boo, no. Nah. Neither of those nah, are base. it's not a base. It's yeah. not like a. It's not a, like a, a Sean Connery inf- yeah. infiltrating a volcano or a moonraker or a moonraker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, true. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool to see. We've we've gotten so used to Bond just kind of or this Bond just barrel through people, just like not be subtle at all. Whereas yeah. this was a little bit more kind of like secret agenty, if that's yeah. if that's an adjective. Um, and again working alongside LaShawn Lynch, Lynch yeah. 007 which was very cool I didn't like that she gave the number back no to she shouldn't have no, I don't think she I should I was have. just like hold on to the fucking number I feel like that line was just added in yeah, so yeah, that yeah. she's not 007 by the end of this movie yeah exactly uh, so that they have a they have a get out of jail free card if they but want. like this is it like they only have nine numbers yeah no, yeah nine numbers not, you're not going to be 00 and you're not going to be double yeah, we you're not, yeah be double 00 double, double so 10, like yeah. I mean you can't just like you can't yeah. retire a number no so I was just like yeah you can't retire a number I was just like shut the fuck up and keep your number yeah. it's your fucking number you've earned yeah. it and I feel like that was a little bit against character like for so long she yeah. was just butting heads at him and I, then yeah. she decided I feel oh, like it was no. added late in yeah. just, to, just to appease yeah. audiences and another thing I just thought was really funny was that she said she was in this for two years whereas like yeah. when you compare what she's been through in two years versus the Daniel yeah. Craig I don't know if you watched Jeremy Johns he mentioned that straight away he was just he was just like, I this after the cinema oh did you no sorry Jeremy are you Jones confusing just, me with Jeremy Jams no no Jeremy Jams just goes oh you've been in this for two years well I took down a, a terrorist agency did I not say this to you oh I, did you not I said this when we left the cinema I'm pretty sure oh maybe oh, maybe, maybe I mix it up yeah oh. I, know, I only know so many black haired people <laughs> with beards, beards. yeah, yeah exactly. shut up I'm gonna rewatch that video I said that whole thing to you in the car no, maybe you did, yeah. yeah. Okay, it was yeah. in between John doing a horrendous Safan <laughs> yeah. accent. For some reason, he was Dutch. He's a Dutch boy. Yeah. Uh, but no, and again, I thought it was really cool that the uh, the lake or the river was there and the people are just like standing in it with, with the nanites. In the nanobots. Another James Bond Yeah, it's very similar to Doctor No. Yes, uh, it is. Where yeah. it's all this radioactive water and the yeah. people in the in the in the full the like suits. suits. And it was rumored that he was actually going to be playing Doctor No. 
Oh, uh, yeah, Robbie Connors. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad he wasn't uh, in a way, but it was very similar. To, it was very, yeah. James Bond infiltrating the base, people in the rubber suit. I don't know. We didn't get that fight scene between Doctor No and and James Bond. <laughs> Do you know that that the scuffle? The, yeah, the scuffle. It was just yeah, no, that's another horrendous fight. Yeah. Okay, we, we've moved a lot on from Roger Moore karate chopping yeah, people. Exactly. Uh, but the base infiltration is great. I love the two of them working together. Uh, Q's involvement. We haven't yeah. even talked about Q, David. Yeah, Q. Q gay now? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Q yeah. has a... He's like... There's a bit where he... James Bond shows up at his yeah. house and it's great because it's just like... I love James... I love... After Daniel hours. Craig. After hours. After Bond. hours. Uh, Q's cooking a meal and he caught... Uh, Money Penny shows the door with Q, with uh, James Bond. And I just love how James Bond is just exuding such jock energy. <laughs> and it's the nerd... <laughs> you like, little dweeb. Yeah, it's like, hey there, how are you? I've got something for you Hello, to hello. You little dweeb. Fuck, that is the computer. Tell me what's going on with that, mate. He's like, you know that cat... Uh, the cat... Yeah, uh, I love that it's a hairless cat and he goes you know those come with hair right yeah. I don't know if that was a call back to uh, Austin Powers and all and the hairless cat and that. I, I like to think it was I yeah. just love he's walking around he's touching everything yeah. and it's great because there's a bit um, sorry I know we're talking about everything ever but I love there's a bit where James uh, Q just picks up the USB and goes where has this been and he's like I don't know and he goes I'm going to put it in the not connected to the internet yeah. computer because obviously he's learned from Skyfall yeah, exactly. where he connected don't, it to the entire yeah. MI6 exactly, framework yeah. don't um, uh, don't trust uh, USBs that bond gives you yeah. or laptops that bond gives you <laughs> but it's great because Q, Q is like very much the, the man in the chair for this scene yeah. and he really uh, Ben Wilshaw does a phenomenally yeah. great job of like creating tension and trying to I- explain the stakes and such um, and even the bit where we can see the, the map um, of like the the base and seeing Lashana Lynch and James Bond uh, floating through um, I, one of my favourite bits of this entire thing was when they, they break in to this room with the scientist in it and they plant the explosive very golden eyes yeah. and uh, and Bond is on the radio to Safin and he goes I gotta go upstairs and you know confront Safin now and, and he goes and he's like says to Lashana Lynch's James Bond uh, 007 uh, Naomi is her name is it Naomi 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 yeah. says to Naomi it's like uh it's like blow the uh, yeah. trying to blow the place up and she's like we don't have enough space like they don't know that <laughs> yeah, exactly. and I love that which makes so much he's sense. bringing his yeah. bluffing back from yeah, Casino Royale, Royale. He, yeah the man loves a bluff, <laughs> he loves a bluff. <laughs> exactly uh, and then we we get what we get oh sorry that. can I just briefly go back no, to the Q yeah. thing because I did want to actually just talk about that very briefly which was that um, Q then says he has a date he doesn't say he has a date coming yeah. up but there's like wine that it looks kind of like he's cooking dinner he goes yeah. oh he's going to be here any moment yeah. now hinting that like his partner's coming yeah. over or something like that well I, I did like that because it's subtle and it's not like hey, oh, it's not in your hey face. everybody yeah. I'm gay. yeah, and I think it was kind of cool because yeah. we've never known about Q's love life yeah. before in the in, in the books, in the books, in the movies. Um, but what does annoy me was we don't see the guy show up, yeah. which I feel like in some countries they'll just change those subtitles yeah, to "She'll be here any moment yeah. now," and it just kind of robs it of what they're trying to do. I yeah. think they were just playing it safe with that. Yeah, of course. Um, but look, more representation in a James Bond movie, yeah. which is great yeah. to see um, across the board. Progress. Getting there for a mo- for a franchise that's known for its bigotry, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's getting it's there. Been a while but look, the James Bond character is, fran- uh, is flawed, and that's the whole point. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's important to say. But this whole base scene, sorry. Um, yeah. Else? So I was just going to get on to the point that we get in all James Bond movies where we have James Bond confronts the big bad mm-hmm. and has the conversation with him um, about why he's doing what he's doing. Um, and again, I feel like there was there was room to get more maybe not backstory, but more motive in Safin in this scene. Yeah. And like, so the, the thing is like, I feel like if you're a professional, um, what? Terrorist? No, well, professional, anything like taking bonds, 
daughter mm-hmm. hostage that gains you nothing like all that's gonna do is motivate Bond true but I think it was great because like I know I can understand he, I he, really enjoyed that oh yeah because yeah. James Bond's never been threatened with yeah, yeah. The, like the, the life of his child before yeah. which I thought was kind of cool but I, I was just thinking of it in more an analytical context of like this isn't helping your cause at all and, yeah. and then and then at the end when he does get away he just lets her go which I yeah that like, was stupid yeah you hold on to that you yeah keep that, keep that ace in the hole yeah yeah um, so yeah I felt that was a bit strange but I did like that that head to head and again as you said we've never seen that with Bond where yeah. it's a hostage that's related to him that's his daughter that's nothing yeah. that ever yeah. Bond has ever had to and you just against. see he's so helpless in that yeah. scene yeah because uh, it's funny when Oh, what uh, we we go back to Goldeneye, where uh, uh, Sean Bean is threatening the life of Natalia, and then James yeah. Bond's like, "Fuck it, I don't care. Okay, I don't yeah. like. I, I don't care. Kill her." Yeah. And he can't do that in this scene. Yeah. He can't do because he knows it's his daughter, yeah. and he knows that he can't. The the, the 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 bluff won't be called. Yeah, he's definitely got two aces. So yeah. no, he, can't, he can't do that. Exactly. Um, James Bond doesn't have a five and seven of spades. <laughs> exactly. But it's uh, so that's why I enjoy it. He's absolutely helpless. Yeah. Um, we. Yeah, there was just some weird bits. Like he, there's this whole tease of like, I've got a poison garden of plants that do all these crazy things. Not used on the no, fact that it's referencing yeah. the books. Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate the Easter egg, but don't fucking introduce something like that and don't do, don't do anything with it. Yeah, it, I, I feel like that was some sort of a metaphor that like this place is full of life, uh, but also full of death or something maybe, like that. Yeah, it's something like that. But well, I, again, that was another, that was a subtlety of the character that I feel was cool. definitely the physical scarring of yeah. of, his, of that character. And there's been a lot of stuff said online, and I have actually seen this stuff online of people saying uh, that stop like dis- physically um, like disfigured people being yeah. villains. But I felt like the character was interesting in the sense that so the whole idea was that he was fed this poison that killed his whole family but him but it's left him scarred so it's like not only does he have to deal with the mental and emotional scarring of this whole incident that happened to his family whenever he looks in the mirror he's he's reminded of this incident which I thought was really cool but again not expanded upon in the movie so I'm like I feel like it would have been more you know, could have just looked normal, couldn't he? he could, yeah, he could look normal. But I think it was kind of yeah for the for this for movie the, that we saw. saw yeah. But I felt like there could have been greater depth, depth to his character, it, yeah. but we just didn't see it. Probably could have, yeah. Uh, and again, this goes back to the threat is is, is greater than um, the villain, where yeah. it's like the threat of James Bond's daughter being killed is greater than anything. I, I, I'm more scared of that happening than anything that Rami Malek is shouting on about. Yeah, uh, we actually haven't even mentioned what his plan was. Oh, he has he has the nanobots, and he just plans to kill release. everybody release them on the public and kill anyone anyone he wants yeah it was because I understood it was like so you can program the nanobots to kill certain DNA but then he's he's trained them to or he's changed it that you can also kill family members as well yeah so his idea was that if you gave it to I think it was a lot was it like a predominantly Europe and America yeah yeah because he had a list remember the the list on the USB was just different DNA types for different people um but nothing specific like no one they they said like oh is this for MI6 and he said we're probably in there or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah like seemed just like oh I'm dead or I, I you my family have been killed so I'm gonna kill everyone else's family yeah which, which was just of, a bit but it, yeah it's it was the reason for it was just to have a threat that was yeah. it pretty much um and just another bit uh, we'll talk about just the puns in this movie and I, I'm yeah, doing something here it. puns are great uh, yeah. I love that they're back I love that they're a bit cheesy in it it's great the worst one is probably the one that Nomi says to the scientist who's trying to be all yeah. racist now where yeah. the where he's just like uh, he's like groveling that and, was that was a twist wasn't it that yeah. was a real turn the scientist who was kind of funny for the whole thing yeah. it, you think he's good because he doesn't kill James Bond he kills yeah. the Spectre agents then he goes off with um, you know Billy Magnuson's um, 
Ash and then he's working for Safin and you don't know exactly what he's doing but then you realise you know Lashana Lynch's Nomi captures him and then she's like she's like come on we're taking you out of here and she's like he's like no please please don't kill me he's like I could I could you know I could what, what she was like, I, like can, I, can I can try re- and save your people yeah, or something I can reprogram not, not to kill all your people <laughs> yeah and then she's I was like okay <laughs> do, you, do you mean my family or yeah. do you mean my race yeah. <laughs> yeah and then and then she kicks him into this vat of acid or yeah. whatever and she goes this was the made no sense she goes hey what time is it and he's yeah. like I don't know and he goes and she's like time to, to die, die. Yeah. it came out of nowhere I see it would make sense if that was hinted at somewhere else before, yeah. but it was just an excuse to, it's just an excuse to yeah, say, say the, the line the name of the movie and Right, but anyway, how this all ends where the... I don't think... Do we, yeah, like we kind of went over that. Yeah, point. basically James Bond orders a missile strike on yeah. the plant to blow it all up and he has to open the blast doors, but uh, what happens is... Also, sorry, that action scene where he's going... Up the, up the fucking stairs! stairs. That's Kerry Fukunaga one shot, 101. Yeah. One shot, up the stairs, yeah. the shadows, uh, the grenades dropping down. It's a oh, beautiful get, scene. We obviously get a barrel scene before that. We get a barrel scene before uh, that. Uh, Love that. Oh, it's in the trailers. Yeah. Um, no, that whole that whole staircase scene yeah. it should be in. It's not as slick no. of a one shot, but it's... I, I didn't notice until halfway through. I was like, we haven't cut. We haven't cut, yeah. yeah. But, but I, it's still I, great. Just, I just enjoy it. And again, I feel like if that was in the middle of the movie, I'd be like, oh, that's a cool action scene. But like, towards it's, the end... It's, 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 it's all it's, building. It's, it's like, building. you know, he needs to get upstairs yeah. and open the hatch to open the bomb, the, yeah. the, the, the blast doors to blow up the base. So the fact that he's just got... It's such a slog. It reminds me of I feel like there's another one shot like that where it's just this character it's kind of nearly like kind of like 1917 you yeah. know when he's running across the mine like he's just yeah. trying to get to point B yeah. and he's at point A and there's a lot of people stopping him so yeah I, I just want to say it was a very like I think it was a nice way to end this you know satisfying in the fact that he got to do that one mission that was batshit crazy and it was like you know you're going onto this you know island in the middle of nowhere and you have to you know, use your wits and your, you know, save the hostages and, and save the world by, you know, yeah. making sure that all this gets destroyed and all that. So, um, and then we see, and as very similar to The Dark Knight Rises, is this memorial at the end that um, it's just him and all his friends, or not, sorry, it's just all his friends, all these people that he's worked with over the last five movies just having uh, whiskey together to commemorate his memory. Yeah, and Q uh, M says this whole speech from yeah. some novelist something. Is the Bible? I thought it was the Bible. Maybe it's not. This is not a religious man. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's apparently taken from the American novelist work of Jack London, where he says the proper function of man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. Yeah, we'll do podcasts. We'll do. I tell you that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's the best way. I'm telling you, I don't just exist. I, I every day. I, Try to do another podcast. Yeah. I won't die. I won't die until I've done all the movies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one. Um. Right. Okay. James Bond dies. Uh. Which means that as a nation, as a as a world, we have to look for the new James Bond. Oh, sorry. Actually, that was the other thing. I did like that. It wasn't this big memorial. That was what. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, like because he's a secret agent, he jo- can't be like, oh, front page news. Do I have to the book? Oh no, really. <laughs> in the book, M writes an entire. Hold on. Is it like in the news? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Hold oh. on. One second. One second. One second. One second. One second. One second. <laughs> So just for the audio listeners, <laughs> I'm oh, showing David that in nice. the only twice, M takes out. Of course, out. the Times. <laughs> M goes, as you readers will have learned from earlier issues, a senior officer of the Ministry of Defence, Commander James Bond, is killed, is missing, believed killed, while on mission to Japan. And it goes on for about three pages oh, wow. of James, of the eulogy of the James Bond character, which is why I consider this to be the last book, because yeah. it's actually James Bond, the car- like James Bond spy dying, yeah. but he lives on because he has amnesia, and he doesn't know oh, he's a spy anymore, right. which I, I don't think they could have done for this. No. But I did think it was kind of an interesting way. So 
M has the last word on James Bond in the book, uh, yeah. the spy James Bond in the book, but also in the movie, which yeah. I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so yes, next James Bond. Who are we talking about here? Who do you okay, think? Okay, so... It's, I think I, can I open... Okay, a better question for you. Yeah. The, does the next James Bond be in this universe yeah. with this M, this Q, this Money Penny, this, this, this whole cast that we love? Yeah. Or do they recast everyone to fit the new James Bond? Okay, so... I have I have a couple of ideas and I don't know if I'll get to all of them but number one how would you feel about it being a period piece of them going back to the 60s I'd love that more than anything in the world yeah. why wouldn't I what, uh, too much money too much money okay. and also do you want to know why they won't do it because how much money do they make on Omega yeah. fucking watches how much money do they make on Heineken how much money do they make on the new cars Bond the Bond movies are not only like spy movies yeah. but they're also a statement or like a depiction of what is stylish and fashionable yeah. in modern today, times yeah, today yeah, yeah. so you can't do a period piece because mm. Omega can't advertise their watches yeah. so, so my Tom idea, Ford can't make yeah. his suits like that sort of stuff I no that's absolutely fair the idea I would have had was if um, if they were to do a period piece is there any movie that you've seen or any book even Moonraker that you redo uh, yeah Moonraker yeah, Moonraker because uh, it's not set in space and I they was, haven't told that story at all yeah I was going to say the same it, it, it was um, very it was very not poorly done but it's definitely Honor Majesty's Secret Service is pretty good as well yeah. The Spy Love Me is really interesting I would so this brings me to my next point if they were doing that I think it would be great what I'd love to do and this is not they would never do it in a million yeah. years but what I love would love to see happen is uh, Amazon have bought James Bond mm. Amazon Prime is a streaming service, yeah. a subscription service that they are trying to promote. I would love for them to do a series, but do it like a net, like do it like a, a 10 part series as they cover each book for yeah. an hour. Let's say I don't like you can try and narrow it down as best you can, or maybe you can't. I don't know, but I would love a new James Bond for each episode. Yeah, and that's say, why you yeah. can just, you can put anyone in the room. Yeah. And what's great about this, why I love me, it's all actually told from the perspective of the woman. Yeah. Uh, and James, but she's just going about her business. Something happens to her. And this man just fucking appears out of nowhere. And you're like, what the, f-? it's nearly like the epilogue but it's told by one of the random characters yeah. in the scene, uh, which is really, really cool. But I'd love for them to do a series like that if they were doing the period piece thing. Yeah. Um, what I would, yeah, so I guess for me, it's like, I don't want to say goodbye to this M, to this money penny. No, yeah. Specifically Palo- uh, Palo- Paloma, uh, yeah. Anna de Armas' character. That character is too fucking good to get rid yeah. of. So what I want to see, and they won't do it because, they won't make a movie of it because it's too controversial to have yeah. it. But like, Phoenix Lighter is dead. James Bond is dead. Phoenix Lighter worked for the CIA. CIA, CIA uh, Nomi works for MI6. Sorry, James Bond worked for MI6. Nomi is 007 yeah. and works for MI6. Who is Phoenix Lighter's, um, you know, confidant, confidant yeah. or, or contact in Cuba? Cuba. It's Andy Amherst yeah. who works for CIA. How fucking class yeah. would be a team-up movie Lashana Lynch's 007 and Diarmas's uh, Paloma yeah. as fucking just... I, 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 they can't do... They, they should be able to do a movie yeah. for it. It just won't... People will just oh, reject we, it too quickly. You, would you call it 007? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. 007 and... Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. I, yeah. think it. I think it's something... Like, obviously, but like... They're not the, They're not James Bond and Felix Lightning. Yeah. They're just those characters yeah. but that way we get to have the same M the money yeah. so I think so you, this would be separate to James Bond yeah but it's still in the same universe yeah same universe yeah, yeah. Um, but that so, would be that would be a good idea if they were to do say a period piece they could do that side by side yes so but see that's what I think I think until they announce a new a new person to play James Bond mm. 
anything they attempt to do with the Shauna Lynch's 007 is going to be shot down yeah. by just people yeah. I feel um, but I but you can't just bring another James Bond into this universe because yeah. the James Bond of this universe is dead yeah. so I think that would be a cool way to keep this universe going on by having the Shauna Lynch and Anna de Armas in a Netflix series or an Amazon Prime series going on yeah. um, but other than that you'd have to recast everyone again I think or you could just pretend see all the other James Bond movies never had this kind of farewell they no. just had another actor come in and pretend nothing had changed but you can't do that anymore now no it's it's everything's interconnected everything we, we, with the with the rise of Marvel and DC and stuff everything's interconnected and everything leads into the next thing so yeah I mean do they do they decide to do the whole thing that oh um the next 007 MI6 agent name is James Bond and you just carry on that name yeah nah cause not the same cause he needs to have the same quirks he next he has to be has to drive an Aston Martin yeah. DB5 he has to be gonna put this too yeah, it, it's too complicated yeah. I think but like what happens if we just the next movie opens and it's a character and everyone just keeps calling him James Bond and we just don't even I think don't it would even... make no sense for the characters in this universe to yeah. act like that I think you could have got away with a Pierce Brosnan yeah, universe yeah. no problem yeah. so I think they're going to have to take a bye to this universe yeah. I feel like and this cast of characters but hey it opens up new characters new actors to come in and portray these characters which is interesting but I just want to see more Anna Diarmas because I think she was great in this yeah. I want to see more more Naomi Harris's Money Penny and Q yeah. like a Q Money Penny one division sitcom. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like there's yeah. so much potential for the characters yeah. in this. But look, right, we're get, we're running out of time. So I wanna I wanna quickly run through this because I asked people on Instagram um on the at reading of the peers on Instagram, uh, who do you think should be the next James Bond? And I have a I have a list of people's answers. I won't say who because we might trash some ideas, so um I, I won't we won't get into it too much. Right, okay. Um so I don't know if this one's real, but the first one I got was Mike Myers. <laughs> and then another one I had was Richard Madden. Yes, like, but uh, if you've seen bodyguard. bodyguard, I think he'd be good for. He'd this, be though. good, yeah. Ah, well, we'll see in Eternals. We'll see in Eternals. I think he'd be. I think he'd be quite good. Scottish Superman. Scottish Superman. <laughs> Superman. James Bond. Jesus Christ. Uh, Dev Patel. That would be good. I would love that. I would actually love that. That would be really good. That would be very cool. Is it who your man is a maid as well? He, although he's very small. You can have a small chip, but I think I think Dev Patel no, would Dev, be the most be good, interesting yeah, one. Yeah. Um, who else we got? Jared Leto. That's my own. What fucking idiot? That's, that's my. What own. were you thinking? Yeah, I just know how much you hate him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone says you, Gary. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> it. See it. Um, my favorite answer: Pierce Brosnan again. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. Swear to God. Uh, Luke Evans. Oh, no, too old. Um, Rene Jean Page. Yeah, you mentioned this last week, I think, didn't you? Um, I, don't I, know, see, I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen him in a lot. I've seen him in Bridgerton. He could yeah, be interesting. It would be, yeah. Again, I, I, I would like to to see him go down that route of someone that's relatively unknown. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's, it's difficult these days. Everything's uh, Joe Cole from Peaky Blinders. No, no? <laughs> not even going to entertain us. No. <laughs> I could, he's, yeah. Look, he's a good footballer. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this is my favourite. I don't know if the person was serious or not. Tom Holland. <laughs> oh, all right, mate. Oh, right, money, Benny. Excuse me? Can I get a cocktail? Shake it, shake it. Not just a marker, stirred cocktail. No. No? Nice. No. Can't, can't be Spider-Man. Oh, can't blind me. And he, like, he's Nathan Drake. He's, uh, yeah, he's, no, taking, he's, he's way too much uh, shit. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no. Killian uh, <laughs> Murphy. Um. Yeah, but I don't think he's... He's too old. Up, he won't sign up to a friend. Uh, Tom Hardy, too old. Too old. Yeah. Idris Elba, too old. 
Yeah. Uh, is this my... F- oh, uh, James Norton. I have no... I oh, looked him up. is this... He's tall, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he's tall, man. Is he... No, actually, what about your man from uh, the Umbrella Academy? Oh, he'd be Gorilla good. Man. Yeah. The Gorilla Boy, yes. I'm... These names, I'm... Start- oh, Michael Fassbender's another. I was going to say Robert Sheen. <laughs> uh, Robert Sheen. Well, I well, speaking of Roberts, Robert Pattinson. They can't be Batman. Can James you why not? Oh, what, would, what would his Bond name be? Bond, no, you couldn't call him Bond. Bondison? Bond? Bondison. Bob- Robert Patterson. Robert Pattinson. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because you know what it would be? Because you know, it's Bond, James Bond. So it would be Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Where? Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patton Robertson. Patton Robertson. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, yeah. He's not in any franchise, yeah, I suppose he could yeah, work. Yeah, could be a, uh, Michael Fassbender, I think he's too old. Henry Cavill, that's the one everyone is saying should be the next one. So he wants, he obviously wants to get out of Superman. Super, well, he's not allowed back in Superman. He's, he's not allowed, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be totally against it. He was he was Martin Campbell's number one choice in yeah, Vaccine Royale. Yeah, and we, we got to see a little bit of it in Sp- uh, from The Man, from, Man Uncle. from Uncle, which he did a good job of. He was an American spider, wasn't he? Yeah, he was American. Um, but he kind of plays that suave character. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be totally against it. Again, I, if he's if he's Superman, absolutely not. He can't be... You need to share the... Share the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Share, share the, the roles. roles. Well, Michael B. Jordan looks like he might be Superman. Yeah, so exactly. I don't, right, think, so. I, don't, I don't think Henry Cavill's going um, Superman. Again. If I was... To, uh, anyone else? Well, my thing is, and it goes back to what we were saying for Casino Royale, it depends on the story they want to tell. Yeah. Um, and I think probably... My, my, my two choices are probably either Dev Patel or René Jean Page just because yeah. it's, we could tell a different story with that and I think it's really cool that Lashana Lynch was able to blend into the Jamaica setting uh, because you know just obviously her family are from mm. there and like how cool would it be if Bong going on missions yeah, and you know so, something yeah like, something like that like that sound, like yeah. And like get to use the accent and actually being subtle rather than yeah. you know um, George Lazenby being looking going, like a potato looking like Africa in Madagascar <laughs> Sorry, I just need to get um, there. Or like James Bond when he goes. Remember when you remember in the world's not enough where James Bond has to pretend to be an accountant. Oh <laughs> and they, God, how yeah. do they do that? They put a pair of glasses yeah, on Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Um, no, David's gone. We're running out of time, but I'm left this to the end. Well, a couple of things I want to say briefly. Uh, they bring back the Aston Martin V8, which I love. Um, anything else I want to mention before I mention my last bit? Uh, uh, Daniel Craig's the third oldest James Bond from this. Uh, my favorite bit of trivia. And I shit you not, this was a real thing. IMDb. Tr- fact. Trivia from the movie. Daniel Craig said in an interview, he is very sad to be leaving the series. <laughs> <laughs> He's just not going to be getting those $60 million checks. Yes, exactly. Um, I've, okay. Do you have anything else to add? Well, we could talk, we could wrap it up at the end, but this is my last bit, my last segment. A little bit. So, uh, David, we've really enjoyed... Oh, sorry, actually, I believe uh, James Bond had all the time in the world to die. All the time in the world to die. Oh, he did, it's so much time <laughs> so to, much die. Time to die. die. Nine minutes to Nine die. Nine minutes, come on. Like, um, nah, so, speaking bit. of funny wordplay of no time to die, yeah. I looked up the thesaurus for die and time, and I did it like a randomizer. So, yeah. I was coming up with things, uh, there is no span to decease. Uh, <laughs> there is no term to go away of all flesh. Uh, there is no... No space to relinquish life. There's no span to decrease. Anyway, and I thought this is not funny enough. You know, I know you got a couple of troubles out here, but come on, we're an Aaron blur into this podcast. Yeah, we've got more. Va- del- it's more delirious. We've than got yeah. We've gotten some really you know passionate fans, and how could I you know not give them such high quality content? 
than to go and find the English translations of all of, the, of this movie in different countries. Wow. So, <clears throat> not worth a bit coming up right now. So, in Chinese Mandarin, Japan and Portugal, it's called 007, No Time to Die. Makes sense. In Chinese Cantonese, it's 007, Life and Death. In Czech Republic, it's No Reason to Die. In Turkey, it's No Time to Exist. In Vietnam, Not the Time to Die. In France, Canada, uh, it's like Canada, France, and French territories, it's Dying Can Wait, or To Die Can Wait. Uh, Poland, it's Not Time to Die. <laughs> Taiwan, 007, Life and Death Battle. Serbia, There is No Time to Die. <laughs> Estonia, Death Must Wait. Croatia, There's No Time for Death. There is no time... Wait, that's the same thing. There's no time for death. Uh, Lithuania is my second favourite. Death is ahead! (laughs) (laughs) But but also, so Death Can Wait is Estonia and Bulgaria. Also, it's called No Time to Die. Death Can Wait. So (laughs) Death is Ahead is my favourite. But what's funny is, previously, about 20 years earlier, Death Can Wait has been a literal English translation in Italy and Finland for their foreign language titles for Die Another Day. Oh my god, two movies are the same thing. <laughs> so we have two James Bond movies ending the career, sp- uh, the, the stint of two actors. And really, <laughs> when you think about it, No Time to Die, Die Another Day. It's effectively this is, the same This meme. is going to become a thing, isn't it? There you go. Anyway. So we can almost... I mean, we can put money on what the, the last, the next last one is going to well, be. Well, like I said, I have the thesaurus here. There is no year to suffocate, uh, no hour to depart. No, it just sounds, depart. just sounds like an airport delay. That, that sounds like a rom-com. Hour to depart. I've got to leave you now. There's no day to perish. There's no instant to drown. <laughs> Sorry. We're getting delirious. But yeah. anyway, David, thoughts on No Time to Die, uh, the end of the, the James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig series of movies, but also, most importantly, the finale to David's 007 duology of Daniel Craig's dreary anthology. Well, I think we're coming up on about three hours now between the two <laughs> of them, so... Um... The we list. did cut me reading the entire book. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we, there there is bits you can cut here. So um, no, look, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I think I enjoyed this one a little bit more. I I listened to the last one and I was just not prepared. I didn't watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I knew that movie off a little bit better than I did, but uh, and I thought I did it anyway. Um, but no, I've had a good time. Um, yeah, look, it, it it was a good series. As I said, the kind of the best way to describe this is the the three good ones, kind of in. I wouldn't say increase in quality, but um, definitely add stakes throughout. Um, and we see, as as you mentioned earlier, a, a character arc in a James Bond series, which we don't usually get, which was, which was cool to see. Um, but yeah, I, I, it is going to be strange because uh, with the, the Pierce Brosnan ones, I feel like the, I saw a lot of them... Not in cinemas. Yeah. I've seen a lot of them kind of on RTE and stuff. And I always feel like Pierce Brosnan was my, like, young Bond or whatever when I was younger. And But, like, seeing Daniel Craig's series throughout the cinema, I feel like he's now become more of a Bond to me than Pierce Brosnan. Uh, it obviously, Pierce Brosnan always does it. Oh, shit. <laughs> the joy that is? That's the Pierce Brosnan <laughs> shrine getting angry at you. I don't know if anyone heard the noise in the background there, but a load of shit just fell over. And I think that's the spirit of Brosnan talking, calling you out in your bullshit. I was just about to say that Pierce Brosnan will always have a special place in my heart. And those movies, like... There's uh, no other band that said Christmas comes once a year. Exactly. As, as ridiculous as those movies are, I always enjoy them and I always put them on if they're on RT, if they're on TV or something. But... Um, it was a different kind of um, experience seeing these uh, movies throughout the cinema and over a 
what is it fuck 15 years span longest stint as James Bond yeah um, so yeah no absolutely enjoy and I absolutely enjoy talking to you about it especially this one because you have so much facts and um, information to tell me about. <laughs> so much of which was probably cut. <laughs> I uh, I do feel a lot more um, informed about James Bond after doing these. Um, do you want some of the books? <laughs> you can read some of the books. Look, stop trying to <laughs> stop trying to pin your books off on me. Uh, uh, I need space. Exactly. Pierce Brosnan trying. I'm trying to grow it out. <laughs> trying to take over the room. Um, but no, uh, look. Overall, uh, a, a, a nice way to end this. Um, I. As, I, as we said we look forward to seeing what, what direction they go next yeah absolutely yeah. Um, well again David thanks thanks for coming on and doing this I want to thank anyone who's listened to this or any other ones if you want to know when new ones are coming out you can follow at reading the peers on Instagram you can follow on Spotify subscribe on Apple Podcasts um, and I guess the only way to end this is the proper function of a podcaster is to not live but to podcast <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> I shall not waste my days doing actual productive things I shall use my time to make podcasts. <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to steal the quote from the no, other No, that was brilliant. <laughs> Just end it. <laughs> Bring Bye. it home. Bring it home, Gary. Chris Brown's the best Jason Bond. Bye. <laughs>